I've been telling this story, right? Everybody gets confused when you say, that's Danny Trejo. Everybody's like, who is Danny Trejo? Which is kind of ridiculous to me because Danny Trejo is, he's kind of a legend. Yeah, but he always plays the same type of character whenever he plays a character. And he's known by that character. Yeah, absolutely. Even in Spy Kids, he's that character. Do you remember that one time that I was driving home? It was right after I had gotten married and we had moved. And I was driving home and I was on 75 and I was exiting onto George Bush and I texted you and I was like, are you home? And you were like, yeah. Uh, and I, I saw go, your truck. I go, I'm driving by right now. And you looked out the window and then you texted me and you were like, I see you. <laughs> that Whoa. was Laughs are really loud. Was that really loud? That down. Yeah, that's going to destroy people's ears. Is that the master that you're yeah. turning down? Yeah, it is. Do you have the ability in post to edit volume? I don't know. Probably not. I probably do, actually. I've got a lot of effects hmm. options. I am it's nothing hard. I am nothing close to a sound engineer or anything close to that. I am a novice at best when it I comes to I bet you could pretty easily figure that stuff out though. I yeah, I could. If I did a little bit of research I could probably figure it out. Are you gonna? I will at some point. I would I would I mean yeah. Yeah. I would like it to sound better. Yeah. Does it sound bad? No. I think it sounds really good actually. There's some podcasts that I listen to that I'm shocked at how bad the quality is. Like what? Toss them out there. Call them out. I, I don't want to toss them out. I've had quite a few people be like, hey, man, just have me on. Who? Who Who was I talking to the other day? Because Bequillet is just hounding me to get on this thing. What would he want to talk about? That doesn't surprise me. Uh, music. He yeah. gave me a lot of music options. Bequillet texted me like two days ago and was like, I'm sitting in this coffee shop. And the one that he works at, I don't know, okay. maybe, probably, and was like, "Guess what song just came on?" And I text him back, "I'm like, I don't know." That's a silly question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe he didn't say that. He Have was like, bought it over some specific." No, song? listen to this. So then he sends me the song, and I've never heard this song. Oh, so I text him back, and I'm like, "I don't know what this is," and he's like, "Whatever, man. Like you told me that you loved this song, <laughs> and so I listened to it, and it's a good. It was." It was very funky. What song is it? I'll have to look it up. Someone, okay, it's called Fantasy okay. by Eternity Forever. Never never even yeah, yeah, yeah. thought of hearing it. It is, it's cool. It's okay. very, very funky. A lot of it. like guitar and, and uh, kind of, it's kind of like funk, like okay. music. Um, and he was like, you told me you were obsessed with this song. And I literally texted him back, I just heard it for the first time. <laughs> and then he texted back, hmm. Okay, okay. <laughs> and that was the extent of the conversation. That's funny. But yeah, that'd be cool. He'd, he'd be good to uh, talk about music. My sister, Holly, wants to be on here really, really bad. What would she want to talk about? Um, she gave me two options the other day. Um, Interstellar. Okay. That's, I would be so down to do that podcast. That's one of her favorite movies, and she's also a big um, Matthew McConaughey fan. Okay, cool. Uh, just his movies, not his personality. He's a weirdo. Um. Or Ted Lasso. She gave me the idea okay, when cool. Ted Lasso season three comes around. Yeah. We should probably pop an epi pen of uh, Ted Lasso. Are you allergic to Ted Lasso? No. <laughs> I want an epi pen, though. You know, you can't just have one of those, which is a dumb thing. They're also, like, stupid expensive, which is a dumb thing. Right. Why but do it, you want an epi pen? Just in case somebody's having oh, some you, okay, anaphylactic shock. Yeah, 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 That's yeah, what yeah. it's called, right? Yeah. Anaphylactic shock. 
I can come to the rescue with my EpiPen. Yeah, you I don't just, need to. You take... don't want an EpiPen. You just want to be a hero. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to take hits of epinephrine. That's not my goal. But <laughs> that's I think what that's I, I was why... confused. I was like, why would you just want one to have one? Have you ever watched? Like, I watched a demonstration of one being used, where they like, had a, a cup that mm-hmm. had like some layer of thing over it that uh, sure imitating skin. Yeah, sorry. Um, you just and... had. Was it Thai food? Yeah, Thai food. Yeah. Lao Thai. Like, thai Lao. Oh, it's, it's... Is the noodle called Lao? It was rice. Oh. What's called know. Lao? I don't know. The chicken? That's just what the sign said. Okay. The sign of the... Was the restaurant called Lao? It's called Thai Lao. Oh, okay. Sticky rice. Lao oh. is a people. Like like Thai. Yeah. Laos? Yeah. From... Yeah. Where? It's like... from Laos? I think so. Is that the country name? We, we can look this up. You but dis- as I was saying, um, yeah, yeah. the the needle of the EpiPen mm-hmm. shoots out so fast, and the, the way that it ejects the epinephrine into your body is, like, instantaneous. That snap's going to be That was a good snap. That was a good snap. I can Real snap pretty snap. well. Huh. I didn't know that about you. Nah, I lost it. That was a denser snap. Yeah. So Laos is a country north of Thailand and Vietnam. Okay. I'm content with that. Yeah. Most people, let's talk about snaps for a second. You ever watch somebody that doesn't know how to snap try to snap? It's sad. When they use the index finger and they think that the sound comes from the rubbing of the fingers. That's my favorite thing is when people think that the sound comes from, it's just the fingers rubbing. It's not, that's not what it is. The fingers create the tension and the sound comes from your finger hitting your palm. You ever thought about that? Hmm. The, the, yeah, the sound is your finger hitting your palm. Is that true? Yeah, it's not, it's not the rubbing. Because that doesn't do anything. I can do that all day long. So it creates the tension, and then because you're pressing so firmly, once it, you're, once you let, once you release, oh, you're from totally your thumb, right. The the sound comes from the palm. I don't know if that's common knowledge. Really? Never thought about that in my life. You just always, you just, whenever you snap, you're like, yeah, oh, I'm I just thought, this I thought it was, because there is a sound that I mean, comes. I mean, yeah, you can, you're doing this, but the sound. Yeah, you're totally right. Huh? What do you know? Learn something new every day. That's wild. I did not know that. Huh. You know what I was thinking the other day? What were you thinking? We never do like a Welcome to the What You Think podcast. This is William Max. Like we, we don't we don't do like an intro of any kind. We just kind of We kinda... could make an intro and kind of just toss it in there every episode. Ah, I don't think you want that though. Okay. Well, when you listen to podcasts and there's repeats of things, don't you skip through them? Mm, I do. Yeah, sometimes. Like I mostly always skip through intro songs and and like things like that. Anything that's a repeat of a, except the Scrubs rewatch podcast with mm-hmm. Zach Braff and Donald Faison okay. is the best. They wrote and recorded the song for their podcast. It is so good. Why don't you write and record one for our podcast? I offered to do that. You I, were, do you remember? Uh, vaguely, yeah, but you haven't done anything about it. There's nothing. You're, you know what? We need to talk about something. What is this music in our podcast? What music? There's you. Okay. <laughs> the intro music is like this little acoustic guitar riff. Uh-huh. And I think it's cool. Uh-huh. There's you, Do you do a different song at the end of the podcast? <laughs> Did I do that for the most recent one? Yes. It, it was sounded like that original song <laughs> that sounded like the piracy theme. 
Uh, I was doing that to mess with you. I want to make sure that you're listening to the whole thing. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, we do need to sit down and, and figure out some yeah. good music. I like the little acoustic thing at the beginning. I think that you could make one better, though. I could. And I would I would appreciate it if you did that for us. Okay, I can do that. Putting in a lot of work over here. And, you are. And uh, I just don't. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't, you know, our listeners probably don't know this, but the other day we had some technical difficulties, and then you posted on our Instagram our editor sucks. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, it's you. Yeah. But you know what? You're working hard over here. And this I'm, is just straight a hobby right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm putting in a lot of work. Yeah. I appreciate it. That that Doom I, story that I made, I was pretty proud of that. It's very nice. It's gone now. You didn't save it in any way? Well, I wonder, I wonder if there's a way I can just highlight those. Put those in the Have you only the... been posting stories? No, or... I'll post. I'll usually try to post a, a, a post. Mm-hmm. Post. And then post it as a story? Yeah. That's probably the best way to do that. You could get in touch with somebody who knows something about Instagram. Yeah, definitely. I think that would probably be helpful. How are you, Max? How are How you doing? I? How are you doing, yes? I'm good. Um, I'm going to go out and try to enjoy this weather a little bit Dude, today. I played basketball yesterday. How was that for you? It was super... Well, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was such a nice day. It wasn't windy at all. The sun was out. No clouds in the sky. But not hot. It wasn't a hot No, sun. it was perfect. And it was, you know, it was kind of my first, like, sun of the of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, first, like... I got that last Saturday. Yeah. I went and rode White Rock Lake yesterday. Or, yeah. not yesterday, but last, last Saturday. Week, yeah. Got the vitamin D. It was nice. It's so nice. I love it so much. And then I broke my bike this week. Did you? Yeah, I popped a spoke. Oh, dang. I was hopping something, and it as I landed, it went, bah! and uh, I was like, "Ah, oh, it's a spoke." So I still ride it, but it's is just, that yeah, like that's not a major I, I deal, to, or I need to get it rethreaded to okay. get another spoke on there. Because do you know what the spokes on a bicycle yeah, yeah. do? I mean, I I assume that they just hold the wheel like firmly together, so that the weight that you're putting on the wheel isn't breaking it. Yeah, I wonder actually. Now that I think about it, I don't know where the tension lies on a uh, on a bike wheel. Uh, I just lost the word for a spoke. Oh, I don't know where the tension is. Are they pulling in or pushing out from the hub? My guess would be pushing out. I think they're pulling in, but I don't know. Who knows? We're we, we're gonna go down. Yeah, doesn't. That's not. We may never know. Sure. Yeah, this is a hard thing about podcasting that neither of us really know anything. Well, <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yes, but no, there's just like, I mean, we could sit here and talk forever, which kind of, this is something that I did want to talk about. We've had a, we've had a problem come up recently. We did too much banter last week. Oh no, we did. Our podcast was super bantery last week, but the problem is, so you and I hung out last night. Yeah. And, uh. Continue, continue, Yeah. So what time was that? It was like, um. It was eight. It was later. Yeah. Yeah. So we like hang out around eight. And we knew. Prior to hanging out that we were going to do this. Today. Right, right. We knew that we were going to do it today. We thought about doing the podcast last night because, you know, we were already well, going to hang of, out anyway. Because of and, this reason. Right. And so multiple times yesterday we're talking and and even started beginning to talk about what we're going to cover today, Dune. A little bit. And then – but but not just with the movie. There right. would be like, oh, a story or something like that. And one or one of us would be like, well, content, don't, content, content, don't content. say, don't talk about it because it's just better to save it 
for the pod. Yeah, it's it's hard to to hang out and converse prior to the pod. Yeah, but Which now we haven't talked weird. about any of that stuff. I had a hard time remembering what it was. One of them was Fabletics. Uh, okay, yeah. So you were shopping yesterday. I'm wearing the shorts right now. What do you think about them? They're the best. So yeah, Fabletics. I, I think of. I'm going to do it. They've got the same pants, the same Lulu pants that you have. They yeah. make Fabletics ones. I yeah. tried them on at the store yesterday, and uh, they're good. They're, they're yeah. They're it's good. real good. And these shorts are amazing. I are love those just like basketball shorts? They're called the one short. And they're, they got a good stretch. Is to Fabletics them. the one that their like slogan is Lulu, but like a third of the price or something I think like so, that? Yeah. That's kind of a, that's a bold slogan. It is a bold slogan, like, but hey, I think they live up to it. Like that expensive, really nice brand over there? We do the same We'll thing do that too, cheap. but for a third of what they do. I don't think that Lulu has the liberty to charge the amount that they do. Do you think that it's worth the price? It can't be. It can't be, no. I mean, here's the thing. Some poor child is suffering in another country to make those clothes. They make that clothing. Yeesh. Yeah. You know that's true. Absolutely. There's, there's no way that's being fabricated. Fabricated? No. No, not fabricated. Fabric of some kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what made me think of it. Um, manufactured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but it's good stuff. Whoever, whatever kids over there doing good it, they're gosh. doing a heck of a job. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve a better wage, I'll tell you what. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> oh, man, what was some other funny. content that we bypassed yesterday? Um, we had a discussion, which I really do want to talk about. Okay. Subtitles. Yes. You made a statement the other day. It was yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Made it. And we were, we were watching... It's always sunny, or were we no, watching? We had Dune? started Dune. Okay, yeah. and you asked. Did you ask me to take the subtitles off? I did not. I did not ask you to do anything with the subtitles. I just made a statement about them. What was the statement? The statement was that if you want to experience the movie like you're experiencing it in the theater, right. turn the subtitles off because okay. there's never subtitles in the movie unless sure. they're speaking another language. Did you know that you can see showings with subtitles? No. Yeah, they have that. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that. I've never. I only learned that recently when we went to see Batman, and there were a ton of showings at that AMC, and one of them was with subtitles. Honestly, that probably wouldn't helpful to remember any of the dialogue. You, in that movie. This is exactly what I'm talking about. I here's my thought on subtitles. I used to be very anti-subtitle. I I as well. And then, once you get over that initial weirdness, why didn't you like them? Because I do think there is something that feels wrong about it. So that's not what it is for me. I think in a movie it is wrong because you would – I would never go to a movie that had subtitles. I think right. that takes away from it because my initial hate for subtitles is that I can only focus on the words on the screen. If the words on the screen, I'm reading the words. I can't not – Okay, see, I don't really – My focus gets drawn to that. I have such a hard time looking away from the words to read what's going I on. Can, I can very much see that. I guess the way that I watch movies with subtitles is I watch it regularly until the subtitles become needed. And so then if something's happening and I'm like, wait, I'll just very quickly glance and be like, oh, that's what they're saying. Uh, but when you don't have that available. I mean, you lose a lot. I, dude, there are whole movies that I've gone and watched back with subtitles. And you actually understand and I'm what's like, going on. this movie, I knew, I understood 
sixty percent of this movie. I do think that you. I actually, I think I read an article about how you get forty percent more information with subtitles. Oh, what do you know? I mean, it is a total game changer. I I am vehemently against subtitles watching comedy specials. I agree with that, and I actually agree in general with comedy because one of the things that's so important about comedy is timing and the and, yeah. and the punchline and all that. And right. unfortunately, most of the time, if you're watching it, I I yeah, I've definitely noticed if I'm watching something like a comedy show with subtitles on, you're gonna read the punchline yeah, before read, it yeah, happens. Yeah. It yeah. happens, yeah, and that is kind of a bummer. I don't like it. Yeah, but you know, but then why didn't why didn't you want it with Dune? Because I wanted to experience it like I would experience it in the theater. I see, and I and I think that the words being on the screen would yeah. have taken away from aspects of the movie, which we'll get into. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. I think I think I I understand that. Mm-hmm. I just, dude, I it's so much better with it. I mean, I I agree with you that subtitles are are helpful. They're so they're so helpful. I want to shout out Cody McCarty. Oh, um, friend 100%. of the pod. Um. He's best friend of the pod. Best friend of the pod. Yeah, always providing feedback. Yes. We love that guy. Love him. If you need to buy or sell a house, hit him hit up. Hit him up. Cody Just, DFW. Is that, how, is that how you find him? I think so. Uh, I Googled Cody McCarty Realtor mm-hmm. earlier today and found him that way. That's that's the man. So, that's your guy right there. Yeah. Give, give, give him a call if you need your house bought or sold. 100%. That you wouldn't have your house bought. No. That is the same as selling it. You need to buy a house. <laughs> Or sell your house. If you need your house bought <laughs> or sold. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no. He's always hitting us up, telling us stuff about the podcast. Yeah, and it's great. It is. And we love feedback. Love so it. hit us up with feedback if you got any feedback. I got some feedback the other day. Was it good feedback? It was uh, It was good. It was okay. criticism. Okay. So brother of the pod, Ray. Okay, yes. <laughs> uh, we were in California last weekend for my cousin's wedding. We were all hanging out. And he listens to the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he did not appreciate – he was talking about that episode where you and I talked about uh, how I just kind of like the things that I like and uh-huh. they don't really change. And right. you asked me, why why do I think that is? Or, yeah, yeah. And, and my response was something along the lines of like, that's just how I've always been. Mm-hmm. He was so dissatisfied with that. Whoa, okay. He was just, like – Just in your answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, what do you mean like – that's that's not an answer. That's just being like it is what it is. Like, Sometimes it is what it is, though. Yeah, but he. I feel like he was right. He was. He wanted depth. Okay. Yeah. Give me some depth. Then he wanted more depth. Okay. Um. So we talked about it, and I. I think. I think for me there is there's a risk, and there's a comfort aspect. Are we just talking about how you don't try any things? But here's the thing with me. Or are we talking about there's a risk and comfort in not being deep on here in general? Oh, well, um, there's always a risk, right? Like, there's a risk in every conversation. Right. There's a risk whenever there's depth. But, no, not about that, but about my, like, choices. Well, so we're just circling back to the right. whole conversation. Right. We don't right need now. to, but I'm. that's what I – just to give a little a little extra answer there. Okay. I think I think it's – it's between risk and depth because there's always a risk in being like, oh, I'm going to try this new thing. We don't know what it's going to be like. But th- I mean that that boils down all the way to your clothing choices. No, I think that's the comfort thing. I was like, okay, here's the thing, man. I think like, it's just ease. It's not a decision that you you'd rather make. You rather put more time and effort into other decisions 
Yes. And so it's just it's what's been done before. So it's an, it's an easy decision. To right. Just keep doing the thing. And you know, man, to be honest with you, that's just how I've always been. So <laughs> there you go, right? Yeah. You got you got the, the same way. answer. We just talked about it a little bit longer. No, he's right though. I uh, I should have done. I should have I should have been better. I wonder if there's more instances of that where. Well, in last week's podcast, I think we talk a little bit about it. Or maybe it was two weeks. No, last week's. And I said a very similar thing. Oh, did you? Which is funny because Lindsay and Ray then proceeded to make fun of me for being that guy that's like, oh, I'm just that way. Oh, that's just how I am. And uh, they didn't They didn't like that. <laughs> it's also kind of not how you are. No, but Lindsay says it is. Yeah. And she knows you best. She knows me well. And I know what I get. I understand where she's coming from, but... It's not a good excuse. No, it's not a good excuse. No. It's a cop-out is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'll be better. Be better. Do be you better. Do you forgive me? Yeah. I do. <laughs> um, I, I feel like, hold on. I feel like I had something else that I, I wanted to discuss. Any more criticism from the fans? That's the only one I've gotten, I think. I have a story that I'd like to tell on the pod. Okay. So Do I last know this story? Huh? Do I know You've this heard the story. Yeah, 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 for sure. You were hearing it as it was happening. You were experiencing the story live. Okay. Um, you weren't there, but I was texting you about it. I don't remember this at all. So a little over a week ago. I now remember. <laughs> I'm at the airport. And my cousin, so my family on my uh, uncle, on my mom's side, so my mom's brother, lives in California. And my cousin was getting married last weekend, and so... We're flying into L.A. Typical, you know, little weekend wedding type thing. DFW to LAX. Right. How long is that flight? Three. Three fifteen. Not too bad. I watched Dune and something else. Oh, the French Dispatch. Wes ah, Anderson. Yes. I loved it. Um, anyway, get to DFW. Security took all of a minute and a half, maybe. Oh, I mean, really? It was a dream. How were the TSA agents? Fine. Really? Totally fine. Yeah. Did you walk through the um, raise your arm detector scan thing? Uh, on the way there, just the walkthrough. Okay. On the way back, the raise your arm. Okay. So, which I don't really mind either, to be honest with you. Well, I don't mind either. Yeah. Either. Yeah. I've been pat down. Have you been pat down at the airport? Mm, once. I got pat down one time. I didn't like it. Yeah. It was an aggressive pat down too. It wasn't just like raise your hood so I can feel what's going on. But you know, on. man, there's wouldn't you almost rather have it be somewhat aggressive so you know that they're doing their job? Yeah, but here's also the deal. As at, right after that happened, my dad saw it happen and came up and, and told me about the story of there was um this group that was testing the TSA mm-hmm. and uh out of a hundred times the TSA failed seventy times. So they were getting, smuggling something in. Yeah, they, they they had like firearms and other stuff like Jeez. that that they were, and and this was set up by an agency who was supposed to be right, testing right. the efficiency of the TSA. Okay, um, and they obviously weren't just this random group trying yeah, to get yeah. firearms on planes. Um, but yeah, I think like seventy times out of a hundred, they were able to sneak whatever contraband past the TSA. Yeah, because that's some riffraff work in there. Sometimes <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> They just seem to be – it's just like any other government thing. Like the the DMV, I mean it's just, they just don't some care. of the most unhappy people you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. It's sad. 
It's a little sad. Although, when you experience a happy TSA worker, oh, it's a sight for sore eyes. It changes my it, day, honestly. 100%. 100%. They, I mean, talk about shining your light. Yeah. I es- mean. Especially if it's the guy who is, like, looking at your boarding pass and your ID. Absolutely. If that dude starts off the process in a good way, I'm down for the rest of the time. I don't care what happens. Because, really, he's the one, unless you get pat down, he's the one or she that that is – most of your experience, unless there's a person who's like, like trying at security to, and trying to command, like, mm-hmm. get in this line, this yeah, line, whatever. Yeah. Sometimes those people slow things down so much. Yeah, they also DFW is weird in some places, and I've totally stolen your story. Um, <sighs> hijacked completely. Yes, but TSA is a, a passion of mine. Um, sometimes in different parts of the DFW airport, you have to take your hoodie off and take your shoes off. I and did that kind of stuff. Other places in the airport, different terminals, you don't have to do that. And that's what's confusing about the TSA. Doesn't make sense. Is it's different, not only every airport, but at different terminals in the same airport. They all operate differently. Did you know that in, if you get TSA pre-checked, you don't have to take your shoes off? I did know that. Doesn't make sense. Uh, you, I mean, to get pre-checked, it co- one costs money, but I think they do like a background check. Or right, like but it's, it's like $80 for like three years or something like that. Are you saying that's not a lot of money? It depends on how much you're flying. Right, I agree. But it seems worth it to me. I mean, how hard is it? I always wear shoes that are easy to take off and put on. Yeah, I'm but I'm, I'm thinking flight. more of as far as lines. I also couldn't tell you the last time I waited for more than five to ten minutes in a TSA line. Everybody always freaks out about getting to the airport early, like two hours yeah. before takeoff. Yeah. I think that's um, post-9-11 pandemonium that people are still kind of living with. I think that things have kind of calmed down since then. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, security used to take a long time to get through. I'll mm-hmm. give you that. But it doesn't take that long anymore. Yeah. You ever been pulled aside at TSA? No. I have. Multiple times, actually. One time I had a knife in my wallet. I forgot about it. I had, like, one of those little card wallets. Forgot about that. That was a bummer. Um, they just threw it away. But they were like, give me sharp objects. And I said no. Um, Oof. Forgot. The other time I'd gone to the gun range... The day before I went on a plane, and there was uh, gunpowder residue on my phone, and somehow the machine picked that up and wow. said, like, like wiped down my phone and all this kind of stuff, trying to figure out where there was gunpowder coming from, hmm. which is crazy. That is crazy. And that one I knew because the knife had happened the time before that. Okay. And so I was like, I knew there was nothing in my bag, and so right. getting pulled aside for that was freaky. That is kind of wild. The only thing like that that's happened to me... When I was flying home from New Jersey a couple months ago, uh, this guy like opened my bag and starts going through it, and he gets to my toiletries bag and he pulls out my toothpaste and he's like, "Hey, you can't have that." And I was like, "Okay." And he goes, "I'm gonna throw it away." And I was like, "Okay." And then he just threw it away. But you traveled there with it. Yep. That's, that's so annoying. No, that's exactly what I'm saying, man. Back to your story, though. I hijacked. Okay. So I'm at DFW. Mm-hmm. Lindsay and I get through security. Everything is rocking and rolling. We walk up to our gate, and I look over to the left, and there's a man walking up to our gate, probably about 10 feet over to my left. Mm-hmm. And there's still a mask mandate at the airport. Right. So you can't see their face. But this dude is about 5'6", stocky build, Hispanic guy. Mm-hmm. He's wearing this, like fedora-esque hat Mm -hmm. with a ponytail 
Okay. He's got a cross necklace on. Interesting. interesting. And I'm like, literally, look over, probably like three or four second look. I look back over to Lindsay. I go, I think that's Danny Trejo. Uh, who is Danny Trejo? Because not a lot of people know him by name. Yeah. I know so, that. Listen, but... man. I've been telling this story, right? Everybody gets confused. You say, that's Danny Trejo. Everybody's I know. like, who is Danny Trejo? Which is kind of ridiculous to me because Danny Trejo is... He's kind of a legend. Yeah, but he always plays the same type of character whenever he plays a character, and he's known by that character. Yeah, absolutely. Name. Even in Spy Kids, he's that character. Yeah, well, in Spy Kids, he is... Did you Do you realize the crossover there? It is, it's the, literally the same character? His name is Uncle Machete. I, I, yeah, I know that. He's Machete. <laughs> In, like, from the other Machete movies. That's such a crazy thing. But you, it's like the same studio and the same writers oh, okay, and stuff. Okay, that, okay. that The same writers that wrote Well, okay, wrote maybe Machete. not. But it's like, um, I think it's, what's the guy's name? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like Dimensions Studios or something I like that. I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway. It's fine. Yeah, so Spy William. Kids. Yeah, no, not Spy Kids. He's in Spy Kids. Yeah, but. Machete. He's in, um. In the Expendables? Desperado. Mm, he might not be in the Expendables, but he probably should have been. I think he might be in Expendables too. I didn't know Maybe. he was only five six. That's pretty short. My mind. Pretty short. Um, there's another one. Oh, he's in Con Air, that Nicolas Cage movie. Okay. Uh, he also just has like little cameos in a lot of movies. Fifty mm-hmm. First Dates. Uh, he's also in. He has a little cameo in. Uh, I can't think of what I was going to say. He he plays a bad guy in Breaking Bad. Okay. Um but fitting. But he's like he's a he's no, that's that's a that's a top tier. Absolutely. He, he's not a list. Yeah, B or C probably. Yeah, but I mean a recognizable face for oh, sure. Oh, dude. Just because I recognized him without with, looking with, at his with, face, right, which kind of blows my mind. Yeah. But, you know. You kind of have an eye for that. Though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so here's what happens. Why, why, when you tell the story, do you say Danny Trejo instead of Machete? Because that's what happened. I know that man by his actual name. Oh, because you looked at Lindsay and said, that's yeah, Danny yeah, yeah. Trejo. You didn't right. say, that's Machete. And Lindsay was like, that's the guy from 50 First Dates. And I was like, yeah, but <laughs> he's been in like all kinds of stuff. But yeah, that's what she saw him in. So, uh, Is 50 First Dates, is that Adam Sandler? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Drew Barrymore. It's a good one. Um, but anyway, so this is the the part of the story that I'm not super proud of is he went and sat down and we went and sat down close to him. What was your goal there? I wanted to get a better look. Oh, okay. And I did. And it was him. <laughs> <laughs> but we sat down like a one. So he was like. One, two chairs to the left of me. Then there was a chair in between us. And you very obviously made it a point to sit next to him. Is that? I mean, I, I didn't. I wasn't like. How we long were he, uh, we were approaching the gate at the same time? How long had he been sat down? Oh, maybe like fifteen seconds. Oh, okay, that's not so. That bad. It wasn't like he sat down and I just like ran after him. Right. But Lindsay was like, "Let's just go sit near him." And I made. I wasn't gonna sit right next to him, but I did sit. You know, a couple of seats over. And I'm kind of doing this little, like, looking over at him every once in a while. Do you think he saw you? Possibly. Have you thought about that? Well, so here's what I did. I looked him up on my phone. With him? A yeah, yeah, him? yeah, yeah. He I was, didn't hear this part. Yeah. Before. You know, man. 
Did I Googled you hold the, Did you hold the phone I mean, I was say, like, is this, is this you? No, 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 no. <laughs> I was showing Lindsay, like, this is who this is. Because I was like, I wanted to know how tall he was, like, because he did seem short. Right. And then it was like, this guy's 5'6". And I was like, well, that makes this sense. is him. Anyway, long story short, he goes, he gets up after a few minutes, and I don't know where he goes. So then about 10 minutes later, I get up, and I'm like, oh, I guess, you know, he just went somewhere. I'm going to just go get some food. Mm-hmm. So I go get some food, come back. And when I come back, he is sitting on one of those airport trolley right carts. trolleys, and he had taken his mask off, and it's clearly him. Mm-hmm. And like nobody's talking to him; he's like alone. So I just walk over there, and I, you know, essentially just said, "Hey, you know, sorry to bother you, but you're a total legend, and I'd like to take a picture with you." And he was really kind. Do you think that if you were of a celebrity status that people asking you for a picture or something like that would bother you? Um, I think it's something that you probably have to just kind of get used to. But I think it would bother me. It would depend on the situation. Mm-hmm. Like if I was on a date or – right. But same situation, in the airport, chilling, you're about to get on a flight. Dude, you're in – the airport is one of the most public places. You know, it's like if you're flying American from DFW to LA, you've got to understand that, like, you're going to be around – A bunch of people that are going to recognize you. Yes, that. and so I think you have to understand that. And he very clearly was like – he even, you know, told me, like, it's not a bother at all. You know, he stood up, took a picture with me, and then I, you know, said – Thank you for all you've done for me, essentially. (laughs) I just like you. I love, you know, I love your stuff. It's great. I love you. You're a baller. Yeah. No, I I, I was like, I was, I tried to be brief because I didn't want to be weird. You don't want to start a conversation. Not at all. Because he doesn't want to talk to me. He doesn't want to talk to me. Right. Um, But yeah, man, pretty cool. What's up? Just think about Hitler. What? I thought I'd throw you off a little bit there. What do you think about Dune? Dune, man. Okay. I liked Dune. You did? I did. Yeah. So, Dune. This is a Oscar-nominated film. I just was looking this up. This this is so the Oscars. This will this podcast is going to drop a few days after the Oscars. Okay. This film is nominated for ten. Ten okay. Oscars, including Best Picture. Um, directed by Dennis Villanueva. Uh, he, I don't believe is, he did not get a best director nomination, which is kind of, I was listening to something the other day. If you really think about it, it's kind of weird. I I understand that it, it happens this way, but it's kind of weird for your film to be nominated for best picture and you as a director to not get, not get a nomination for best director. Don't that does think? sound interesting to me. Yeah, I don't... I think either way, that would be kind of weird. Music by... Hans Zimmer. Yes. Yeah. The dude doesn't miss. No. Did he do Inception, or is that Howard Shore? He did Inception. Yeah. When and did he Howard did Interstellar. Shore Howard Shore did Lord of the Rings. Okay, okay, okay. No, Hans Zimmer... Hans Zimmer doesn't mess around. There was a little bit in high school, I don't know if I told you this, where I used to fall asleep to Hans Zimmer soundtracks like i would pull up a movie and listen to that and fall asleep to that it made for some of the craziest dreams interesting you ever done that um i think when i was younger i used to do stuff like that like where i'd be like oh i just want to kind of listen to music to go to sleep i don't really do that anymore 
You don't want to say anything going to sleep? No. Okay. That's that's a me thing then, I guess. I don't think it's just a you thing. Probably I think, not. I think a lot of people do that. But yeah, I, I would play Hans Zimmer movie soundtracks and then have a movie narrating my, or a soundtrack in the background of my dreams. Oh, weird. And I and I would hear it. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, he's so good. He's, he's done some of the best scores for for films ever. Yeah. And the music in this was phenomenal. It was really good. It was really You know really what good. I think his strength is? He he fits whatever the the film's theme is shooting for or whatever the tone of the film is, he just nails it on the head. Yeah. Which could, you know, one could argue that he is the one doing that. That he's really He's carrying the tone of the film with the music. I would agree, yeah. But, but, you know, and this is kind of an interesting conversation that I don't know if we'll be able to really dive into. I think music in films is generally getting less... Um, Like, here's what I mean by that. If I were to say Jaws, you would immediately... I I couldn't mimic the sound right now, but I know exactly what it sounds like, yeah. Star Wars? Yes, Indiana Jones. So you're na- yeah, you're naming one movie series. Um, okay. And then very sp- uh, yeah, I guess and I couldn't name Yeah, no no no, you're right. Those those have very yeah. specific sounds. Right. But I would also say that there's like a cult following to those whereas like a movie like Inception which had very Absolutely. Uh, and and I, the music was distinct, mm-hmm. but there's not a cult following to that like there is for an Indiana Jones or a Star Wars or even a Jaws. I don't even know if I would say cult following. I just think they've been huge movies, and yeah, and stood the test of time right. in popularity. I yes, think. but I think part of that is the distinct music. It, it almost it, it's such a huge part of the movie. Or even like Lord of the Rings, like different, different um, musical uh, pieces are specific to places or people groups. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, right. And I just don't feel like that. Ha- like Avengers is an example. There's like an Avengers theme. Yeah, and I would it's recognize not, the Avengers theme. It's not super. I my in my opinion, it's not super distinct. I don't think it's super strong. If but if somebody was to play it, you could figure out that it was the Avengers. I would recognize it as the Avengers. I think part of that also is that um, I just want to recognize older things as better. For some reason, that's like an innate thing that I have in me. Like if there was a new movie I went and saw, mm-hmm. and it was my favorite movie I had seen, I wouldn't want to say that it was my favorite. I would want to pick something older why do you think that is i don't know i don't have a good reason for it but i just just like sorry ray (laughs) yeah sorry ray um like i was thinking about this the other day somebody asked me what my favorite movies were and i i literally was trying to think of old good movies because it feels weird to name a new good i wonder if part of it is you want to see if they hold up i think that's part of it yeah it hasn't been tested right yeah, I think I think that makes sense though. I think there's something good about that because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, 
you know, let's be honest. How many movies have you gone and seen? And then immediately after, you kind of have that post-movie high where you're like, oh, that was nice. That was a really good movie. You know which one did this for me? What? Bad Boys 3. Okay. The newest one that came out? Well, it was pretty good. Dude, I saw it a second time. Oh, did you? It was hot garbage the second time. Okay, well, I know why. Because I already saw the twist coming? Yes. There's a major twist But even the people that I saw it with were like, dude, that was hot garbage. And they saw the twist coming from the get-go. I don't know why I didn't see no, it. No, bro. That is not a twist that they, you can see uh, coming. They audibly called it out before it happened. Ah, uh, that's impressive. Which made me feel like an idiot. Yeah. I I feel like I have a general sense for stuff like that sometimes mm-hmm. where I'm like it's clearly this is going to happen. Every once in a while that a twist like that will happen that I just not picking up and I I enjoy that. I think I didn't think Bad Boys 3 was going to be smart enough to do something like that. <laughs> It's because the first two, that's like, I don't think they did anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, I never saw the first two. Yeah. Back to Dune, though. We've been... Man, yeah. Uh, okay. Dune. Great music. Okay, let's talk about the cast. Star-studded. My goodness. I don't know for the life of me who the woman is. Most familiar face in a movie I think the I've mom, seen in a while. Yeah. Rebecca Ferguson. What else is she in? Why do I... She is in... She plays the singer... Who cheats on, uh, uh, in in uh, uh, the greatest showman? The greatest showman. Yes. Okay. She plays one of the spies in a newer Mission Impossible movie. Okay. No, either it's Rogue the, Nation or Ghost Protocol. Okay. Maybe the one that I was thinking of was the greatest showman. That's yeah. that's who I recognized her. Yeah, from. yeah, yeah. She's been in a lot of stuff recently. She actually might even have been in something else. That okay. I, well, we've got her. Right. Josh Brolin. Yep. TC. Oh. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. Zendaya. Right. How do you pronounce her name? I've been hearing... Zendaya. I've been hearing Zendaya all over the oh, place. Oh, I've never heard that. It's Zendaya. I think she says Zendaya. She says Zendaya, yeah. Uh, you have Oscar Isaac. Is that the dad? Mm-hmm. Who he's like... He's good. I The first movie I saw of Oscar Isaac's was called... Inside Lewin Davis. Okay, never heard it of it. It was an Oscar nominee back in like 2013 or 2014, I think. It's old. Great movie. Okay. Uh, he was in some of the new uh, Star Wars stuff, I think. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, he does look... He looked familiar. I just couldn't, yeah. I couldn't peg him. Um, Stellan Skarsgård. He plays the Baron. Okay. And so he I, is in he's in some other stuff as well. Okay. I, I saw something about him playing the Baron, mm-hmm. but I mean the Baron was in so much makeup I couldn't really recognize him. Yeah. What an ugly looking dude. Yeah, but that's his that's part of it though. Right. Well, not the actor, the, right. the character. Uh, um Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista, which I thought was interesting. Kind of interesting. Um uh, because I can't think of Dave Bautista oh, he did that movie recently. But I yeah. just always think of him as Drax. Yeah, as Drax. Right. And he's a joke in that. And I had a hard time. Yeah. He's I not can in see this that. one a whole lot, but. No. And, and his then, character in this one kind of has a Draxy feel to it. A very Draxy. Because yeah. he almost looks blue. Right. Yeah. So I had a he's hard time. He's not blue, though, is he? Isn't he, like, red? Was he red? No, he was, he was, like, white with, like, a purplish tinge, I thought. Oh, I'm talking about in, in Guardians. No, he's blue. Is he blue? It's like a bluish purple. I'm on it. Am I making that up? Uh, I don't know. And then uh, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Who I'll say it right now does not look good with a shaved face. Okay, something that's so funny. Oh, yeah, you're right. He has, he's red. 
he has red like tattoos or something. Yes. But he's mostly blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um that's what it was. I was something it was I was watching it and I'm like, what is happening? I mean he here? aged to forty three by shaving his beard. He also looked chunkier. Man. You're really going to do Jason Momoa like that. <laughs> I mean, Jason Momoa would eat my lunch. <laughs> yeah. Eric has seen him at the Las Vegas airport. Really? He hung out in a, not hung out, but they were in the, the same airport lounge together. Wow. Just sitting down the other side of the bar. He said he's huge. I bet he's pretty big. So, I mean, nothing against Jason Momoa. Sure, sure. He didn't look very good without a beard. Okay, that's fair. But yeah. Ooh, ooh. Javier Bardem, too. He plays... The Fremen leader. Okay. I don't... He did look slightly familiar, but... Well, you know, Max... I don't know actors that way. There's a reason you don't know who Javier Bardem is. What have I not seen? He plays the bad guy in the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean movie that you refuse to watch with me. That's because that movie doesn't have Johnny Depp, and I don't want to see a Johnny Deppless Pirates. You know? And there's nothing wrong with that. Just saying, you would know who Javier Bardem is. I, I can almost assure you, even if I had seen that, I would not have known who Javier Bardem is. He's also No Country for Old Men. Haven't seen He's, that either. Dude, Javier Bardem is the man. If He's, there's one thing our audience needs to know about me, I haven't seen as many movies as I ought to. And that's I on mean, my parents. That's on you, Mom. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> and she knows it. Man. That's, that's okay. It's fine. It's all right. I'm working on it. Yeah, it's fine. Um, we're running out of time. <laughs> oh shoot! <laughs> we banter so long. We bantered a lot. We banter way too long. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're trying to keep okay. us under an hour. Let me. Let me. Is there anything about the cast that you want to talk about? Because I have a few things that I want to talk about. Go ahead and I'll. I feel I'll like for it. the most part, this movie was cast very well. Or I, I had no qualms with the okay. cast. Timothy think. Chalamet. Before I saw this movie. I was not thinking that he was, and this might be on me, I've not seen a lot of his other stuff. This is not what I was kind of picturing him being. Yeah, I don't know why. So, so TC, which is how I refer to him lovingly, um, he's got quite the following. He really does. With the young ladies. And one, I don't see him being that attractive. Um, and I... I don't know. You just you forget what it was like to be a preteen girl, Max. It's not even the preteen girls, dude. You just don't remember it. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. You're right. I just don't understand why. You know what? He's got a chiseled jawline. He's got he's got good he's hair. He's got some hair, but he's just skin and bones. Skin and bones. But you know what? I kind of liked. Ah, I'll go back and forth on this. He in the movie fights very well. Mm-hmm. But he's, I mean, l- let's be honest. Like, there's there's no way that he has any strength. No, I could beat that kid up. I mean, again, no no shade on this guy. But, like, what, 130, maybe? Oh, yeah, no, he's... We're talking like a featherweight. Yeah, I mean, he might hit 140, 135, 140. Yeah. But, okay, so he had been in, he was in the French Dispatch, which you saw recently. Yeah, and I really, I thought he did a good job. He did it. really good yeah. in that. He was also in Don't Look Up, which was also he nominated. Was. That was a, that's a satire though he plays a really strange and i really like his character i like what he that. did in that so too. thinking about those two movies going into this movie he's got range yeah he does <clears throat> he has range and for i think sure. he did really you okay yeah i just gotta <laughs> i don't know um i think he did really well i do I, too i liked him a lot in this. okay here's the thing about his 
here's the thing about his character in this movie, though. He has basically one thing going on. Wouldn't you agree? Like, his character, Paul, mm-hmm. in this movie, is there's like an, a general angst and fear and unknownness about who he's supposed to be. Right. And that's pretty much the character. Yes, but I also there's like other little tiny things that were kind of outside of that that he did really well. Like what? Uh, like the pain scene? That felt very real to me. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm not I'm not trying to bash on him. Okay. I do think he did a good job. Uh, I think there was one thing one thing about this movie is sometimes when I watch movies, I forget that I'm watching actors and it's not like a record like a real recorded thing mm-hmm. it's just people acting and i kind of forgot that i wasn't watching something actually going on in this movie like it felt very real like just a good job all around yeah so you feel like it pulled you in like a, oh, a good story for sure yeah yeah um i agree i uh so so i thought zendaya remember when this movie came out and everybody was going crazy because she had like maybe three minutes of scream time or something like that. Yes, and she so, did. She did. Here's what I think. She had a, a presence on screen even though she doesn't have much screen time. I don't even remember if she had more than five lines of dialogue. But yes, I would say that she does have a serious presence. And I thought they used her well. I guess we didn't even really talk about this. Did you know that this was a book an old book i did know okay and there was a movie movie before all right cool just making sure we have that figured out i've never i've never read or seen neither have i but did you know heading into this movie that it was part one it says that right but before you watched it no it says it on the movie poster oh it does yeah okay cool they they make that very i don't think i didn't knew that that until the movie starts and it says dune part one yeah which because when you – you didn't even know that after the movie, I don't think. Because you said if they're setting this up for there to be another one, they did a really great job. That's what you first told me when you first saw it. Yeah. Oh, I, I knew that they were – I guess what I was saying there is like I think the way they're setting this up for the second one, they did a good job doing oh, okay. it. okay. I didn't catch that. Okay. Um, I think another part of why this felt so like real to me was the setting. Okay. The scenery was fire in this yeah. movie. It looked so good, dude. dude. It looks great. Like, if people, like, rave about Avatar for looking amazing, people need to start looking at this movie. Yeah. And another crazy thing, I was talking to my roommate, Casey. Mm-hmm. He's like, some of the things in this movie are so big, I don't even know what I'm looking at. Yes. How did they make stuff look so freaking Kay. massive? I thought they used scale very well. So and there are a few scenes, you know... Where there's stuff in outer space, and you're like, "Oh, this must be a ship," but then you see ships the coming tiny out. Tiny little yeah, yeah. ships coming out of it, and you kind of get this sense of like, "Okay, this is massive." Massive. Yeah. Well, the in I think it's set in like the year ten thousand one hundred something. Yeah. So it's 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 out there in the future. 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 Um, okay, I wanted to clear up some things just for the listeners and for my sake. Mm-hmm. My first run through of this movie. I was kind of confused about a few things. Now, granted, I was on the plane watching the movie. On your phone. 
on my phone. Not the best way to watch a movie. I did take a quick cat nap. I also took a nap in the middle of this movie. I paused my movie to take the nap. Yeah, I just, man. <laughs> it was one of those plain naps, man. You just kind of, the chin drops down yeah. and you just realize a few minutes later that you've been sleeping a little yeah. while. But, okay. So, the basic plot of this movie is that there's this house of Atreides. You said that kind of weird. Atreides? Atreides. Atreides? Just... I think you're pronouncing too much of the I. House of Atreides. I think it's Atreides, but Atreides, Atreides. House of Atreides. Yeah, there you okay, go. Okay, let's go with that. And they are one of what seems to be, is it seven? I don't remember how many different houses okay. were in the But Imperial there's court. houses which really are more like nations. Yeah. Peoples. peoples. Yeah. And um, they get, which I think this is a big thing that they don't touch on and has to be part of part two Mm -hmm. some emperor somewhere has all the power and has all of the say and he orders these houses these nations around to operate yeah to operate now the big deal here is this country uh arrakis this planet arrakis they have it's a desert planet it's a very dangerous planet but they have spice spice which is apparently they didn't do anything with this in the movie, but they say it's a hallucinogen, which is what the Fremen the Fremen use it as a hallucinogen. But it it, it has like healing properties, right? I don't think that I think was I think it says that there's like some kind of healing or um fit, like it helps you maintain like long health. I think okay, but. For non-Fremen, Fremen are the people that occupy that planet. Mm-hmm. For non-Fremen, it is used, I guess, to almost, is it fuel for space travel? They didn't really make that clear. I couldn't tell if they it said was it was like or... Okay. I, they, in the movie, it says something along the lines of, like, it is absolutely, um, like, necessary for space travel. Right. So it, and then they say, making it the, without a doubt, the most valuable um commodity resource i don't know in in the universe right so then there's this other house the harkonnen Mm -hmm. and they have been occupying uh, arrakis for for like 80 years right now very clearly they make this super clear these are bad dudes bad dudes yes the baron leads the house of of uh Harkonnen. harkonnen yeah Dave Batista plays his nephew. He's like the fighter dude in the House of Harkonnen. I really liked what they did with the House of Harkonnen because they were supposed to be. It was supposed to be super clear that these guys are like evil. Well, at one point, I can't remember if it was Josh Brolin's character or Jason Momoa's character, but they said they're not human. Right? They're savages. What was Something the like that. Something yeah, along yeah. Those lines. yeah, yeah, yeah. So and and they're gross to look at, right? And they're very like the Harkonnen aren't ugly people. Yeah, and they they definitely like. Were they going for a skinhead thing there? They're all bald. Um, I don't know. I didn't really get that vibe, but maybe just you know, I feel like a lot of times villains are bald. It's kind of anti anti bald. Bald. I mean, yeah. what what are you supposed to do about it? You know, just grow hair. I guess. I don't know. You know, I feel like if that was the case, a lot of people would just do it. But do what? We'll just grow hair. That's not how that works. You can't just choose to do it. What? What? 
You can't just choose to to grow hair. People that are going bald can't be like, oh, I don't want to go bald anymore, so I'll just grow my hair. You can't do that now. No, you yeah. have to go get stuff done. Yeah, but there's stuff that you can do. Yeah, but I'm just saying Medicine's getting within better. your will, you can't be like, oh, I'll stop this. If you just think about it really You're hard. ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, I thought they did a really good job with the House of Harkonnen and, and the way that they were portrayed was they were just the worst people were terrible the worst and but you know what was good is they say that in the beginning and then there's a scene where you see the baron for the first time and they're kind of talking but then later in the movie you find out that the baron has and this is one of the you know main things that happens in this film the baron has um bribed a close person, the doctor, in right. the family of the house of Atreides to essentially betray. Correct. And they and they invade and that that scene sad. But they did a really good job with that scene. Like the the, the house of Atreides gets obliterated. Yes. Uh, it wasn't just the Harkonnen that invaded. Did you recognize that? There were multiple peoples that invaded. Okay. I, it was, this is one of the things I was going to have as a critique for the film. Mm -hmm. I, there's, other than the gear of the Fremen, which is very deserty looking. It's hard to tell who in the world is How the heck am I supposed to know what people, they're all wearing space tech. They don't have any flags Uh, or anything. They had different ships. Their ship looks different. Their ships look different. Okay, but. And with their helmets off, they look different. Okay, yeah, but in the fighting. They're all wearing helmets. And unless yeah. you saw Jason Momoa fighting with somebody, you're like, or Josh Brolin or whatever, you're like, oh, I don't know who these people are. Yeah, you're right. But, I, I mean, how different do you want all of their space outfits to look? Different enough that I can tell who's who. Okay, that's fair. That was a problem that I had. I'm just I'm just telling you. Okay. I, it, was, it was hard for me. The whole, you were I'll, watching it on your I'll phone. be honest with you. Do you remember last night when we were watching this back? And the Harkonnen came on screen, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, like this is a big moment for me. Yeah. Do you know what I was realizing? You, that they weren't fighting each other? I was realizing that the Harkonnen were the ones that attacked the House of Atreides. Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Because I split the movie in two parts. So I watched the first half on the flight out and the second half on the flight back. Uh. And so you I'm watch like, this movie in the worst. I'm way. like, who's who's attacking these people? I ended up understanding, but anyway, um, so where? Oh, so he betrays them, right? And then you get the scene where the doctor essentially is explaining, like, I I'm only doing this because the Baron has my wife, right? Well, then he goes before the Baron, and the Baron's like, Oh yeah, you did what you're supposed to do, like yada yada. Uh, what did we? agree on and the guy's like you agreed to free my wife and then the baron's like well i agreed to like reunite you and your wife and then he kills the doctor yeah which is an intense scene intense scene and i feel like that was a big moment of you're like oh okay this is a bad bad not only is this guy not just upset about like the emperor's decision which maybe that's not what's going on. Maybe there was just like they want that planet back, they want the spice money back or whatever. I think there was already some Harkonnen versus Atreides beef going on. 
Possibly. That might be true. But on top of that, he's like, I don't care about you. Like, yeah, I'm just going to kill you. And I already killed your wife. So you, you kind of have this moment of like, okay, the Baron is very bad. Also in that same scene, I like this a lot. So when the doctor betrayed, um, what's his name in the movie? You're talking about Oscar Isaac? Yeah. Whatever uh, his name is. The Duke. The Duke. When he betrayed the Duke, he gave the Duke a special tooth. Yeah. He put this poison tooth in his mouth and yeah. he bit down hard on it. It had poison in it. Yeah. That poison scene when he poisoned the Baron, that was dope. It was cool. Because I kind of forgot. I guess I didn't fully understand the doctor's words when he was telling the Duke what the tooth was for. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it at first. Okay. And then when he used the tooth to mess up the Baron, it was sick. Yeah. I was... And sick and kind of like, that's actually kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. But also, it was, you know, spoiler alert, the Duke, that's when he dies. Right. Um, he was already in bad shape. He was in, he had it real rough. But I thought that was one of those moments of like, I liked his character the whole movie. I thought he played a very good leader, mm-hmm. good dad. And then at the end, it was like, I'm going out. And I'm gonna try and take this guy with me. Yeah. And I thought was, I thought it was just a good good way to go, you mm-hmm. know. So, I really enjoyed that. Um, were there any other things about the movie in general that you liked a lot? I really like the scenery. I liked all the ships. I feel like what they did with just the way that they traveled around. Mm-hmm. One thing I thought was interesting. So the big ship when they're entering planets from that massive ship, whatever. Right. Did you notice that they always are at the bottom of a planet and go up into the planet? Did not. I thought that was for some reason that was an interesting thing to me. I feel like you would approach the planet from the top and get sucked into the planet. I feel like in most space type movies, that's what happens. You but approach they, from the top. They approach from the bottom, and hmm. gravity pulled them up. Oh, interesting. It was just a weird thing to look. I at. didn't notice that at all. Which is, I guess, you always think about gravity pulling you down, but mm-hmm. gravity, because they were from the bottom of the ship, it pulled them up. It was right. just a strange visual that really caught my eye. Yeah, that's um, cool. I I liked the um, the Fremen outfits. Cool. Um, I have a qualm with those, but I'll I'll wait for it. Just like the the science, and this is probably in the book, but like the way that they described how the suit works. Yeah, I liked that a lot. Yeah. What's your qualm? So they're just the this planet Arrakis mm-hmm. is described as like super deadly sand. They even at one point say like sand that can cut through metal mm-hmm. or something like that. When you find that out when they're in the sandstorm. Well, here's what here's what my qualm is. I understand you've got listen man you've got TC you've got Zendaya mm-hmm. right. We're talking about some of the most famous faces in the world right so you're not going to cover these faces up right right but i just felt like there was an inconsistency there of like they they have this suit that covers their entire body and they even have this like oxygen thing mm-hmm. that goes in their nose and the purpose of the suit was like it was it retains moisture right but then their whole face is like exposed but they're wearing hoods right but i just feel like and this is another thing the spice, didn't they say that the spice is like an inaddictive uh, substance? I don't remember that part. Maybe I'm getting that from something that I listened to. You're just thinking to. of hallucinogens and drugs and combining the two, I think. Ye- well, possibly. Anyway, I just, I, 
Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe I'm overthinking it. I just felt like, okay, if you're you're hyping up this planet, it's super dangerous. The sand can cut through metal. It's like, oh, but you, you well, know, you have to let's think leave about their faces exposed. Cause, well, okay, so but when when they're moving around the desert, they talk about how they're not moving around during the day. They moved at night and then, early morning. But then they do at some points no. move around during the day. No. In, yes, they do. No, in the morning because then when it got too hot, they went into hiding. But then there's that one scene where they like – they're in their ships and they go – Look right when they get to the planet, they go look at one of their harvesting. Uh, that was the morning. It was. Yeah, they made it very obvious that they're not operating in the middle of in the, the day heat of the yeah, day. It's too hot. Okay, I guess maybe I'm wrong. I mean, you're watching it on your phone, so I'm you gonna... keep saying that. Or you feel like you're mad that I watched this? It's on just my phone. I can't imagine that's a good way to watch and fully enjoy. I mean, an I did Oscar what I nominated movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch it. Okay, I I did what I could. With what I had at the time, you know? You could have prepped a little better. I mean, when did we decide this? Wednesday? I don't remember. I just want to bash It's like a two and a half hour movie, man. Yeah, like, it's long. Um, okay, anyway. Here's something I liked about the movie. I feel like, as a part one, there were a few major things. Part ones are tough, right? It's like mostly build. Yeah. It's like you, you're, you're trying to set some stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they... Especially when you're making a part one out of a thing that is just a single part. Like, like mm-hmm. you have just the book, Dune. Right. You try to make yeah. three movies from the book, Dune. You know who didn't do that very well? Who? You know who. Who didn't do that well? Yeah. Uh, the Hobbit. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. That's because they did it really poorly. Yeah. Okay, back, back to the Thanks a lot, Peter Jackson. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. Lots of setup. Very good. But, but here's the thing. There were, there's a lot that they kind of just gave you some of, right? So, like, this whole emperor thing, I'm super intrigued by that. I, I know nothing about that. Because the houses seem to be strong. Right. They have wealth. They have armies. And yet they all, at least seemingly, submit to this emperor guy. Right. So I'm very intrigued about what that might be like. Um, the other thing is what one thing that I'm I'm very intrigued about, which I don't understand, the Baron and his floating abilities. And, yeah, or like his back thing. Like I think you're supposed to notice something about how he's got something going on with his back. There's like something on his back, and there's lights on the thing, and that's kind of keeping. I don't know what's going on with that. That's something in the book. I don't know. I don't really know what that is. I I. All I heard was that in pre in the in the movie that they did before it was really bad, it's like something it was like on strings or something. Oh, okay. but yeah, but, but it felt very important to me mm-hmm. that I was supposed to notice that. Well, he also survived a poison attack. Yes. So, and is floating stuck to the ceiling yeah. in a Mary Poppins esque way. After that, I would definitely not call that Mary Poppins esque. When they're with the laughing attack and they're stuck to the the ceiling in the house. Oh, I, I just. You think Mary Poppins just floating up? I just yeah. Well, and just like the general Mary Poppins. Like I was like, there's nothing Mary Poppins about. No, when they're 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 in the house, there's a guy with the laughing, and he's stuck on the ceiling. Is that Mary Poppins? Yeah. Are you sure? No. What movie is that? It's absolutely Julie Andrews. Oh, I thought that was, um, I'm thinking of that scene in, 
uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, where they drink that soda and then they get fl- they float up to the ceiling. No, it's the I love to, to laugh down. long and loud and clear. You right. I love to laugh as long as everybody can hear. Okay. Why do you remember that? Dude, I saw Mary Poppins a lot in my childhood. For that, all the movies that I didn't see growing up, I saw Mary Poppins. I think I've seen Mary Poppins probably over a hundred times. Interesting. Okay. Had it on VHS. Man, there you go. Anyway, <laughs> that's cool for you, bro. Sorry, sorry, but uh, sorry, 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 sorry. Um, I'm excited to see what kind of what they do with that. I also thought, yeah, again, going back to Timothy Chalamet's character, Paul, I do think like a major. So, so the story there is like he is heir to the house of Atreides, mm-hmm. but he's also part of this thing called the Bene Bene Gesserit, mm-hmm. which is like a sisterhood prophetess type cult. I don't really understand what's going on with that, but somehow they also are playing a role right. in in and I something. Don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. And they, is the they, one Yeah, there's so, some they keep tossing about, this thing out the one which has a very like messianic feel to it. Sure. And who is that is that against the emperor? Like who That's what I'm feeling. What's 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 a savior needed for in this movie? I I think my guess would be the the whole emperor thing. Okay. But so the the neat thing about that is he his mother is a Bene Gesserit. Mm-hmm. His dad is the duke of the house of Atreides. Not married. Did you catch concubine. that? Concubine. Yes. They even use that word, mm-hmm. which I was like Okay, Dune, what are we doing with concubines in the year 10,000-something? I, I don't know. Have we not? But he did say, I should have married you. Yeah. Did you catch that? Yeah, I did. I didn't. That felt important to me, but I don't know what... Yeah, that, that whole thing kind of felt had. weird because had they not had that whole interaction, I would have been like, they seemed very married. Yeah, I mean... I anyway. Mean, uh, but yeah, so she's a Bene Gesserit, so he has, yeah, you're right, two things going on here. He's kind of heir to this house, but he's also heir to this weird religious right which is what's giving him these visions he's got these dreams he sees zendaya in uh the desert so he you know he he knows he's gonna interact with this fremen people right Um, and i'll be honest i forgot watching the movie this was a part one so i thought i was gonna get to see a lot of when the movie ended even though it was really long i was like oh dang is that where it's ending i i had to rewind to figure out what in the world yeah, I mean, it. I was like, it's right there. Like yeah, cliffhanger of cliffhanger. Yeah, for sure. But they did a good job of of kind of pulling you to be like, man, what is what is this? What's gonna happen? Yeah, I have no idea what's coming next. Right. Which I think is, I think that's good. Like, I think that's it, a good it, place for, for absolutely it to end. It makes you want to see the second one. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, but I liked that because what didn't I, you like about this movie? Um, I feel, I talked a little bit about this. I do feel like there were just a few inconsistencies. Okay. So here is the one that bothered me the most. There is a, an infestation, if you will, of huge worms. Yes. On this planet. Massive. What's, do you recall what the big deal about, like, you're not supposed to do with these worms is? walk a certain way right in the middle of the day they respond to rhythms is that what it is they hear a rhythm on the surface and they go there so at the end of the movie 
there's this scene where it's like, oh, we have to do this special walk. It's the the walk of the Fremen. Right. Which only happens in that one scene. So as to avoid the sandworms. Mm-hmm. There are other scenes in the movie where they're, like, walking regularly. But were they inside the walls? So that's a thing. In in rock, apparently it's okay. Which I'm like... Well, in the cities, they had these special walls around them to where the worms wouldn't go there. But even even there's a there's a part where they're in the sand and they're like, we got to go for that rock. And it's not a city, but it's just like some rock right, in right, the right, sand. Right, right. I'm like, wouldn't a, wouldn't a worm be able to feel that too, don't you think? Rock is, is a little more solid, don't you think you'd be able to? But it's a sandworm. They, they operate So they just don't feel the rock? I, I don't know. I don't know the, the biology of these worms. I guess I don't either. It felt inconsistent. There's another scene. Uh, I didn't know that it was, I'm going to stop you. I didn't know it was about rhythm, which makes it more confusing because the Fremen walk is very rhythmic. Right. You have to it's walk very in a special dancey. way. Yeah. I thought that it was just a, um, like light on your toes type thing. Yeah. I thought they were, because the way that they you moved, didn't want it's a it sweeping. Right. You're not creating impact. I thought it was an impact Well, there's that thing. scene where somebody's getting attacked and they realize that they're going to die. And so they bang on the sand. Did you get that? The thumper? Is that what it is? Yeah. I don't know. What's the, I remember the the phrase the thumper, but I don't remember what uh I think the Fremen towards the end of the movie threw a thumper. Oh, and that distracted yeah, no, the worm. that's Ah, uh, was that what it was? Maybe. Yeah. Because the worm is in the yes. air and it yeah, you're right. senses the vibrations yes. and okay. goes there. For instead. sure. So there's that. No, uh, you're talking about a different thing. It was when the woman was being chased and she was with all those dudes. The the bad guys were chasing her. Uh-huh. She was distracting them from going and getting TC and his mom. Right. And she, to make the worm come kill her along with these other guys, she thumps pounds the ground. The ground. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, But she's running in the sand. But the the worm was already there running. Or she wasn't trying to like not. I think getting the worm to come after her was the plan the whole time. Okay, I see. Because she wanted those guys to die too. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't. I don't. I think that she. It was a kamikaze mission from the get go. I didn't get that sense, but, but you could be right. It from my it, to me, it did not feel like she knew, or like she planned to die. To, okay. To distract them. That makes sense. Um, maybe I just got it all wrong. Maybe I was wrong about the whole thing. But anyway. I had one other thing. Okay. I don't love the voice. Hmm. What what about it? So two things. I don't understand it yet, I'll be honest. I don't understand it. So for people who haven't seen it, the voice is this thing that the Benny Jesserits can do. Where it's some something, it's something you practice. It's yeah, not something you, you don't just, just have. get it. You have to work on it. Yeah. It's some kind of tone that you do with your voice, where you can make people do what you want them to do. Whatever you say. This movie did not give me a bunch of Star Wars vibes, mm-hmm. which I think is a strength. Yes, I would because like it's a space movie, right? Right, like space future. It could just Although, be like mostly Star Wars, right? Uh, that kind of gave me Jedi like 
these are not the droids you're looking for vibes of like the jedi have this ability to be like oh i can make you do what i want you to do and the Benny Gesserit just have this voice that kind of does the same thing. Um, hmm. It almost felt. I see where you're coming from. Unnecessary with that. too. Like they have these powers of like almost prophecy, or they get these dreams and visions, and then they have this ability to like make people do what they want them to do. But I think the voice is going to play. It's got to. more of a role. Yeah. Um, I mean, we practically have half of a movie here. Is it, is it a half or is it a third? They make it two or three. Oh, I don't know. I thought it was two. Well, I don't know. For some reason, I always feel like there's... If, I don't know. I've completely just been operating blindly that it was part one of two. Oh, I, I literally have no idea. For some reason, three felt more complete to me in this instance. I, well, yeah, now, absolutely. A trilogy is almost always better than just two. Yeah. Is it, though? I think mostly. Yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I understand where you're coming from with the voice, but I, the way when you first are introduced to the voice, it felt very important. Like he had to get this down. Right. And well, so, I think that's part of the character of the mom, because even there, there's a scene at the end where the dad is like upset with the mom. Mm-hmm. And he says something of like you, you know, you've trained him in your weird Benny Gesserit ways or whatever. And I, th- I so I think that was kind of this, uh, almost like indicator of like this is something the mom has been doing his whole life of like training him in the ways of her people. Right, because she has this idea, and they talk about this in the scene we just watched mm-hmm. that he is the one because they've been very intentionally crossing these bloodlines. Yeah. For and so a while right and so she she is a special type of special and then she found the duke and because of where she stands with the bene jesuit they created a son who is going to be heir to the arrakis no not the arrakis throne the atreides throne atreides. but also has all these bene jesuit powers. Mm-hmm. i'm saying jesuit yeah it, what is what is the word jesuit jesuit that, yeah. that was intentional <laughs> that's funny <laughs> You know what else I thought they did pretty well? And this is probably the last thing I'll I'll have. It could have been very easy to be like, oh, we got to explain all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's mm-hmm. there's technology, there's... And, and they, they do have a, a, a little bit of dialogue about the spice mm-hmm. and about the planet. But then there's the scene where there's, like, shields. And instead of being, like... Instead of there being a scene... Where someone is like, now don't forget, you have to put your shield on. And when someone swings at you hard, your shield will block it. Right. But if they slowly use a knife, it'll cut. You know what I mean? Like, well, Josh Brolin kind of did that in that scene. But they're fighting. It was like a training right. scene. Right, yeah. Whereas, like, it would have just been easy to dialogue a lot of that. Or even the Benny Gesserit thing. Well, like, I, they I think... give you moments that help you piece together, like... Okay, this is some thing going on here. Prophecy, dreams, they're kind of a sisterhood thing. But there wasn't ever this like, now remember, Paul, the Bene Gesserit are, you know what I mean? Like, right. Well, and I and I think it was done really well. One, because it's so far in the future, you're just supposed to assume that you're not going to understand some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then some of it you don't have to understand. Kind of like a Tenet type thing. Haven't like, it seen it. Have you not seen Tenet? Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. 
Um, it's just kind of like a you're not going to be able to understand, so just go with the flow type okay. of thing. Yeah. Cool. Like the like the bigness of everything, right? Doesn't compute with me because well, that was another crazy thing. Like we're just looking at these barren planets. It's just a bunch of empty space. Mm-hmm. Do you think about that at all? A little. I've never bit. seen empty Earth. Right. Yeah. No. I actually thought about that on just because of like the towards the end of the movie when they have to kind of go on the run and they're in Arrakis. Mm-hmm. I I got a sense of like, oh, this would just be awful because there's like it's like desert forever. Right. Like I just don't even know. I would I would have no idea what to think or like feel a, like a moment. land ocean. Yes. Please. Yeah. So, what do you what do you rate in this movie? Give it a pizza review. I enjoyed it. I really did like it. I I could see this part two being a, a pretty big deal. Yeah, and and being a really good movie. I would probably rate this. Man, with everything, honestly, like you've got Hans Zimmer, you've got an all star cast, you've got a solid story, you had some action, you had some drama. There's a lot pulling you into this part two. I'd probably give this like an like an eight three. Okay, as a standalone movie or as well, I think part of it is it's it's this pull to the next okay. one. Okay, eight three. Yeah, I I was I was thinking eight six. Yeah, this I is a movie that. that I would watch a second time. I could see myself maybe watching this at home in one sitting instead of on a plane in two sittings and, yeah. and being around an eight six. Yeah, I I think that if you were able to fully enjoy it in its truest form. Mm-hmm sound and everything yeah at home with your with your subwoofer my subwoofer yeah i think you would really appreciate it it would bump it up yeah dude yeah i'm excited it it made me excited i i'll be interested to see how it does this weekend in in the oscars i would not be surprised if if they took home you know three or four out of ten something like not that. best picture though i mean i wouldn't know i haven't seen any of the other best pictures neither well no we've seen don't look up oh yeah would you would you pick Don't Look Up over Dune for best no, picture? No, I don't think I would. But either. I don't think either of them are winning. No. Based off of just historically what I know about the Academy. Yeah. This definitely feels to me like, oh, now we have to put ten movies in here. Let's let's throw Dune in there. It's nominated yeah. for a bunch of other stuff. So I would say eight six. I, I yeah, I like that. I think that's a good rating. Okay. You ready to be done? Yeah, I'm done. Let's be done. All right. We're done. Adios. All right, see ya.